Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the next episode of the Cathode Ray Podcast. I'm here with my friend Steve Nutter, and we are joined today by a familiar face. This is Joe, aka Scarlet Sprites. We're just going to talk about hardware, retro, arcade, all things that Joe's into. Steve, Joe, how are you doing today, gentlemen? Hey, Lewis. Thanks for having me. Great. Yeah. Awesome to see Joe again. Joe and I, we spoke uh, a second ago. We had an opportunity to meet in person at the Retro World Expo briefly. And uh, so it's good to catch up back again with him. And it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's coming up on a year almost. It's hard to believe. It's crazy. Yeah. It's hard to believe. The conferences. Steve's now the, uh, now the <laughs> ambassador yeah. of how much does it cost and, yeah. uh, get the, to get in there. So, Joe, so you don't, uh, most people might know you for your extensive arcade collection and your passion for for redoing the, for uh, pulling these things together. Sorry, it's 5 a.m. for me, so I'm trying to pull together words <laughs> here for your arcade collection there. Yeah. So, I mean, I had a few, so before we get into individual things and you were talking about your Mortal Kombat and your different things there, I want to step back with your, your love of all arcades and, and even to ask, like, how the fuck are you fitting all this stuff in? <laughs> and uh, it's not easy to do. I live on the fifth floor. I don't have any arcade machines, right? Yeah. So I want to step back there with your, your love of arcades and, and how this kicked off. Yeah, I mean, I always talk about uh, Neo Geo being like the gateway drug into arcade gaming, right? Like that's how it all starts because it's just it's truly like the bridge between the console and the arcade world. Uh, probably shortly after I got out of college, I, I want to say it's like two thousand seven ish, two thousand six maybe. Uh, I, I started collecting Neo Geo carts, like the MVS cartridges, just because I thought they were cool. I had no way of playing them. Uh, didn't, didn't, didn't know what I was going to do with them, but I thought, you know, I'm, I'm buying metal slug cause I, I think that's really cool. And eventually like the goal was to pick up a MVS cabinet and, and have it. But I was living in a one bedroom apartment at the time, you know, like right out of, right out of college. Uh, so that continued for a while and I was just playing via emulation and, and, you know, that's, that's how it went, but I continued to collect those cartridges and then eventually um, you know, I did pick up an MVS cabinet and, and it all kind of spiraled out of control from there. Cause you start learning more and more about the cabinet after you have it, you start going through it and looking at it and what can I fix? What can I enhance? What else can I play in this? And then the candy cabinets come and then you're on Craigslist looking at stuff and things were still cheap, you know, relatively, you know, like 10, even like 10 years ago, things were still pretty cheap. So, um, and I was fortunate in the last few years. There's a big warehouse uh, about 90 minutes south of me uh, that they they were just unloading stuff left and right, and so I'd go down there and, and pick things, and um, they'd do auctions every now and then, and you pick up machines for you know sometimes as cheap as like $200. So um, that's kind of a little bit of the background on on all of this. It all started with Neo Geo. How did when you were started to just pick them up? I mean, you straight out of college i can't imagine you're on a massive wage back then as we all were so <laughs> you're uh you know there must have been that must have been the golden age of the the neo geo cheap cart or yeah stuff price. was still pretty like mvs cartridges were were really cheap back then and when i say really oh. cheap i mean even even now some of the fighting games uh some of the the things that were mass produced like your fatal furies some of the king of fighters titles mm. samurai showdown seems to be pretty common still you can still pick those up like I, I mean, I haven't looked lately, but I, I think the probably like 50, 60 bucks for some of those, right? Mm. Um, 
but uh but yeah back then um a lot of that stuff was was dirt cheap uh magician lord and uh you know some of some of those titles that were first run non 1975 that stuff was pretty common and you, i mean you could you could just go, go out on ebay and people were trying to to unload it and i was like yeah let, let me let me get it and I, I mean at that point you could even be picky about the labels you know and looking at it and like oh that has a little scratch on it or there's a nick in the corner uh and and you know pay an extra dollar or two for something that was pristine and now you try to go out and find stuff like that it just just doesn't happen yeah i would say actually uh when i I saw a few neo geo carts in when i was in japan and yeah the common stuff and you spoke of uh samurai spirits sorry yes yeah in japan um yeah that was still available that that is interesting with some of the old stuff that Sometimes the things that we love are actually the available things in the collecting category oh, yeah. because they were the common ones that the, the big game that you love and it's it's around. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm. Yeah. Steve, how's your Neo Geo? What have you you got the big red there as well? Well, th- that's you? good. I mean, yeah, I've got the big red and and <clears throat> the Mr. Cade um I finally just had to put the Mr. Cade in because I was tired of the big red four slot machine just not working like half the time i'd be like yes i'm gonna go out and fire the machine up (laughs) and then i'd be sitting there you know it's like 10 times worse than the nintendo this one mine did and finally it stopped uh working but i got i got into mine like right before in my machine like right before people went absolutely nuts for the stuff uh and that was kind of the reason i knew it was like the, the guy listed it locally the machine it was like 250 dollars for the machine working so um but it's interesting how many so like before you actually got the mvs joe how many carts do you think you'd accumulated (laughs) before you got to actually play one of them oh maybe three dozen or so you know like just these black these black cartridges just you know <laughs> girlfriend asking like what what the hell are you doing with these like why <laughs> like what what's the point of all of this you know or, or somebody would come in and just see them like in you know it's, and, and again it was a one-bedroom apartment so um that stuff would be like stacked or in boxes like back because my my bedroom was my office and my my bedroom at that time and just you know just these cartridges just stacked back there people ask like what the hell is that is that like nintendo i'm like yeah yeah it's nintendo like <laughs> but you can't play it <laughs> you know so that uh when you finally like did you ever before you got the machine did you ever look and like consider one of the crazy early edition consoleized did you ever like even look at that stuff when it I, was I, I on knew, eBay I, and things. Yeah, like I knew of it. I knew guys were doing that. I just never took the plunge because I mean, it was still it was still expensive because you. I mean, at the time, like I I couldn't do the work myself. I didn't have the tools. Uh, didn't have the time. Right. Like so, I never. I just it just wasn't something I I was that interested in because to me it was like the goal always was I want to have a a big red in my house. <laughs> like that was the goal. And I'm like committed to this because like I said, there's three dozen cartridges. I'm, I'm in it. I'm invested, <laughs> you know, <laughs> space wise, monetarily, it's going to happen someday. Uh, and, and it did thankfully, but yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it, it was definitely a, a bit of a gamble. So you're, you're definitely a, a cart before the horse guy. Uh, yeah, oh. There you go. Wow. <laughs> Look at There's your 90s. Where are those corny sound 90s effects? guy joke right there. So. Yeah. 
Well, that's, uh, that's, that's pretty awesome. I, I, um, I commend you for keeping them for that long and hanging on to them because it does kind of give you the idea with the, that's the greatest part of the Neo Geo. It's like, well, when I finally get one, it's like, I've got a whole arcade here cause I've got 36 different games. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I think that was that, that comes up. That's a, we could go down that path too, like talking about that, because I think that was something early on for me that, I mean, I obviously I love Neo Geo, um, played, played a lot of it, uh, in the arcades locally and stuff as a kid, but it always made sense to me because I'm like, all right, I'm going to get an arcade machine. If I get an arcade machine, I'll have the ability to switch out games and I can play all these other games on that one arcade machine. Just a little bit short-sighted because I didn't understand um, the concept of multis or, or being able to just switch boards in and out. And, you know, the, the, some of the multi-carts and stuff like that really hadn't been, they hadn't been invented at that point. And, and, and so that it just, it never crossed my mind that um, you'd be able to, to, to do all these different things with one machine. Um, but yeah, like a Neo Geo, you can, you can play JAMA boards in it with an adapter, or, um, if it's not a, a multi, like a, a four slot or a six slot, it, it's, it is, you know, they are JAMA wired, uh, some, you know, some of the machines. So you can just pop in other boards pretty easily, but that was all, I didn't know any of that back then. So to me, I was committed to the Neo Geo because I liked it and I, I'd get like more bang for the buck out of it. But, but yeah, a lot of people don't realize, um, yeah, the the options for playing multiple games in one machine, uh, that that can happen now. And and as you mentioned, Steve, with the Mister Cade, it's just it's just so easy now to do that kind of stuff. It's you know even even five years ago, probably not as prevalent outside of like the Pandora's box and emulation and and stuff. Is this the revisionist history that you're telling yourself of your life? Oh, I'm going to need many cabs, many cabs oh, for all the games. And it was only years later did I work out I could have just swapped a car. could have just done one. <laughs> oh, sorry. Now I've got this house full of cabs. Speaking of, I mean, how many cabinets do you currently own? I was right almost now? afraid you were going to ask me that. I, 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 think, I think there's... 21 in the basement right now yeah goodness yeah. so does that become as you move to your your current uh establishment however many years ago was that i mean is this a consideration at some stage this becomes a lifestyle choice not just like oh i like having a couple of cabs you got to consider these 20 something cabs yeah. yeah i gotta tell you so you know we moved from the old place i want to say four or five years ago and i had at that point i only had Four. I had the two candy cabs, I had Neo Geo and I had Virtua Fighter. Um, and it was in they, they were in a bonus room and it was a townhouse that, that we were in. Um, so when I, when I found this house, it had been on the market, I think like nine months. Hmm. And, uh, it, you know, obviously before like pre COVID. And when I went down into the basement, it's, it's a completely unfinished space. And I'm looking at it like a blank canvas yeah. and it, and it's the whole length of the, of the, the I mean, I, yeah, my eyes are just like, yep, this, this is, this, this is a selling point <laughs> of the house. There's <laughs> this bare basement with the concrete, you know, floor. Cause you know, uh, my wife has no interest in doing anything down there. I'm like, this is all mine. I can do whatever <laughs> I want down here. Uh, so, so yeah, uh, the re but. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't really. It's funny. I had a guy in looking at the HVAC system like two weeks ago, 
and you know, just very unassuming. You come in the door, it's just like a normal house and everything. And then you go down to the basement. He's like, Oh, <laughs> he's like, there's a lot of stuff. To, oh, wow. Oh, I remember that one. And then he's like, he's distracted. And, um, I, there was guys in here like two years ago. Um, I, I forget what, what they were doing. Um, uh, probably the, the water heater, I think, but, but they're like, Hey, and I could just tell what was, you know, that they wanted to ask. I was like, you want to play Daytona before you go, don't you? And he's like, yeah, can we? And I'm like, yeah, I'll turn it on. That's right. Oh, These goodness. guys are used to coming in, maybe seeing some weird sex shit down in some guy's basement or something like that. Yeah. But this is way worse. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, is there yeah. going to be another dirty toilet yeah. this time? Yeah, no. A sex swing. No. Yeah. It's just, it's just a Daytona. <laughs> Oh, goodness gracious. A different type of twin fantasy. Uh, Sorry. Sorry. Boom. Okay. That's a good one. Killing it today. That's a good one. So, did you have to do a lot of work to. Did you. Were you a construction. Did you know how to do home DIY and renovations beforehand? Or was that totally. Does your love of arcades then mean that you had to learn how to renovate the space for yourself? Oh, so the space itself uh, is still being worked on. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> as of right now it's not done so it, it's it's unfortunate right before covid uh i had somebody in i got a quote to have the basement done uh i was ready to do it you know and really nothing crazy i just wanted uh like drywall up i was i was closing off one one end so i had some unfinished space uh for storage um and then uh just like the you know the uh sump pumps and stuff like that like boxing that stuff in just real basic stuff and and you know it was relatively um you know for for what i wanted done in the size down there it was a it was a good quote well then quote uh COVID hit and then they're like well we're not coming out to do it just yet i'm like all right well a year goes by right and then drywall and all the lumber all that stuff goes through the roof and uh they they, they will I, they would never even call me back like you know they're not going to honor the quote and since that time um the, the the quotes I've gotten to, to do the basement are, you know, twenty, twenty five thousand dollars more. Uh so I've just kind of been in a holding pattern. At this point, yeah. I'm like, you know what, I'm just gonna finish all the machines I have, straighten up down here, and at some point maybe we'll figure this out. But um I'm not really great at um at that type of, of renovation. Like I'm not somebody that's that's good at uh that that kind of stuff. I hear you. I've just learned to put screws in the wall. There I've you just go. learned. I've got that yeah. little thing you put in first and yeah. the, the, to tap the it anchor, in. The, just the drywall anchor. anchor. Yeah. Yes. See? Just learned that. I'm a genius. <laughs> How are you, Steve? Are you good with the renovations? Got, oh, yeah. Stuff? I mean, I'm, 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 I'm not like, I will ride things till there's like nothing left in them. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I can't, I, I've been using like silicone and, and like, um, what's it two-part epoxy to anytime like something springs a leak it's like <laughs> coated oh it'll be good and it goes a couple more years i can't uh, so you know how um i had this dryer that would just constantly stop drying old dryer and i don't like to go buy a new dryer who the hell wants to buy a new dryer i found out there's just this little like thermostat or something in it and what happens is the thermostats are replaceable, but they, they burn out real quickly. So anytime you put the thermostat in, it's a cheap knockoff. It would burn out after a couple of months. 
I figured out if I just installed the thermostats and then stuck them outside the washing machine where it always stayed cold or drier, they would never burn out again. (laughs) The dryer hack. And I sold the dryer with the house, so... That's somebody else's problem. Somebody now. else has to deal with that crazy dryer. Now. I can't believe you need a dryer, Steve. You got those beautiful yeah, purple right. uh, '90s this, outfits. They don't I know, need I much just drying. go for a run, and it'll dry <laughs> off. I was going to say everything around me is like concrete walls or wood paneling, and it's a nail just straight through it. Like, it's <laughs> perfect. That's all you need. It is. It is funny though, because like I don't get that like. Every now and then, like usually from from my wife, she'll be it, it'll be some project or something here she'll want done. She'll be like, "How is it that you can do, <laughs> goddamn Mortal Kombat in the basement and all those wires, and you can't figure out how to hang a swing?" And I'm like, "Well, <laughs> electronics, yes. yeah, it's different. It's a different yeah, mindset, is. yeah." Have you ever done some thought or experiment to see uh, how much power has power in your house? been an issue or something like that for you or know how much you draw on every now and then somebody will ask that question and it's rare that like all like 20 machines or whatever would be on at the same time it's usually at the most i have two up and running because it's usually just me uh you know every now and then the neighbors will come over and i'll fire everything up but at the most it's like again it's probably two three hours that they're over here and they're just playing daytona for the most part that's all anyone ever wants to play is just daytona um but yeah i don't i don't really know uh because it's my electric bill has never been like sky high or through the roof right because i'm not there's just not all 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 on at the same time what um so with your collection now are there still other than I mean, there's always going to be boards that I'm sure you're looking for and interested in. But, I, I mean, like, how many more trophies are there? What's the end game, right? Like, Yeah, I mean, what, I don't yeah. know. Like, is there still – Are there's, I'm sure there's still something you're looking for, right? Is it? Or is it that point where you're like, I think I've maybe I, I, maxed yeah, out? Or? I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much – I mean, that warehouse closing – it was yeah. pretty much, you know, it, it kind of helped me to come to the conclusion that maybe I need to be done too because it's a beautiful life story here. Yeah. <laughs> right. It just all comes full circle. But um no, I don't know. I mean I always so I time traveler was one that I've always wanted, but I think the the window on that has has closed. I mean, that is uh that's an expensive game if you find it. Uh and the game itself, it's not that good. So to buy it just to have it, um, I don't know. You know, I just I, that that would probably be the only thing I'd be interested in at this point. Uh, you know, but again, something pops up like a baby Pac-Man, you know, and it's like relatively cheap. I'm like, oh, okay, like you know, I I, I don't know. It's it, at this point, I'm not really hunting for any, you know, one cabinet. It's just more about if the right deal showed up. But you must then, at some stage, you're running out of physical space. So, yes, that's a good deal. So there's got to be some level of prioritization eventually. Oh, the baby pack band's here, but I'm saving that in case I get a, a, a something else like that. Does that start to be a consideration now? Yeah, my dad always asks, for, you know, because I, I was working on Terminator, which which he loves. Uh, that's one of the few arcade machines that he would play. Um, he'd be like, That's something. he's like, Joe, like you've, you've got to be running. How, how much, how much more room do you have down there for, for other stuff? Um, I, I, there's a little bit of room, but it's not much. And I don't want to, I, I don't want it to look like 
junk, you know, I, I want to have a little bit of space left. Um, I still have uh, my my screen, my, my movie screen and my projector from my old place that I, I, I want to have a dedicated spot for that in the one corner. So I'm that's why I'm saying I'm I'm pretty much done at this point. Like, you know, 20, 20 is enough. Like, no, that's nobody. <laughs> I, I would like a pinball machine, though, like that. Yeah, that, that so, that's that would, that's kind of been what I've been yeah. having more fun with lately. Like, I don't know how um, there's one show I go to every year that is in Nashville, and it it kind of was birthed out of pinball more than anything else. And so they've always had this incredible pinball scene at this show where like Stern shows up. Yeah, with a half a dozen of the newest machines that are out and they're all on free play and you can just go there and play as long as you want. Um, and it's some of those new machines. They're insane. And they're like thirteen thousand dollars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I there was for a while I wanted I wanted a Tron. I wanted a Tron, uh, you know, legacy pinball machine. And one popped up locally. It's like $7,000, right? Well, now it's like twice that. <laughs> so it's like it, it, it doesn't pay to, to wait, but it's, at the time it's like, well, $7,000. Like that's that's way more than I've ever paid for an arcade machine. And it's just a tough pill to swallow. Well, yeah, I've been looking locally because my kids will go. There's one arcade here, and um, they they I think they don't have as many machines as you. <laughs> So I was going to say, maybe, maybe that's your future is opening Joe's arcade. Just open the doors down there and charge. <laughs> yeah. The and hour. charge, charge kids to go in your basement. Hey guys, there's arcades in my basement. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. With, with, with your parents. Let's yeah. just be clear. <laughs> yeah. Sign, sign this waiver. I'm not, I'm not having yeah. just, there's not just children in Joe's basement. Let's be clear about that. <laughs> Did you say you live in Florida? I've heard about the crazy shit going on. All right, hold on there. I'm actually in Pennsylvania. Oh, okay, um, sorry. But but yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's I want to let's distance myself a little bit. <laughs> you're a few you're a few states in between Florida. Oh goodness, yeah. That's uh, that, that's what I was gonna say. Like most people, once they get to a certain level of machines, they go and they have to. Um, do something else. A, a lot of guys I talked to got larger collections. Uh, ended up opening hmm. a shop, like a store, in a cheaper area of town where they could get a decent sized place. And they said that these guys told me it was less expensive for them to do that than to have their fifty machines in a storage area because they were just that. paying storage. Yeah, I can fees. believe that. Yep. So, yeah. I, I I just have like you know like with some of the ones that I, I put some heart and soul into like, like Virtua racing, GI Joe, Mortal Kombat. Now, like where I've gone, like basically like through the whole thing, uh, you know, new paint, new wiring head to toe. Like I, ah, oh, just putting that out and seeing the public. Like I would just, mm, yeah, just <laughs> like a kid sit the there little, with like a Capri sun and knock it over on the control play panel. Something else. <laughs> get your hand off yeah. my, yeah. G.I. Joe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just, yeah. There's, there's just like a little bit of a, you know, an attachment. <laughs> Sentimental spot there for you. Then factoring in, okay, space, we, we grow a little older. We, our collections start to grow. We start to question ourselves and wonder <laughs> what does this mean for us? This produces existential crises. But then 
uh, Mister comes along, and it's not just okay. Swapping out boards is one option, and then Mister comes along. And how has Mister, with its ability to just emulate perfectly, how has that changed your mindset of oh, I need everything? And is there some games where you said, oh, look, it's expensive, and I don't love it that much? Are there some things that you're now satisfied internally to play on Mister because it's there? How has that changed your perspective on arcade collecting? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'll answer. I don't know if that was to me or Steve yeah, go for or, it. Sorry. or, or yeah, both yeah. of us. But yeah, yeah like, I, I mean, most recent example for me was like in the hunt, which is out for uh, Mister. Mm. Now you can play it. It's great. Uh, it's an expensive board. Uh, you know, it's the the team that did Metal Slug before they they came. I, like, right? Like, it's like that's that's right up my alley. It's something that I had my eye on, but I never pulled the trigger on getting that actual board. And even from an SNK fanboy perspective, I don't know if I need it. You know, like I I, I can play it on on Mr. Kate. I can you know I actually had it running on the Astro City a couple nights ago. Had a good time. Why? Well, yeah, I don't need to go and drop you know a couple hundred dollars on that board now. Um, I, it just it's just not something that appeals to me for the for some of the cores that have been ported over. I I, I mean that that's that's a that's a prime example i think because it is a board that i was interested in and a reasonable board i mean two three hundred you said i mean it's yeah. in shooting range of what yeah, you know, right you it's do. not yeah. yeah it's not like four figures or anything like mm. that um i know, you know a lot of people are looking at or waiting on cps3 stuff uh you know third strike and because that has become so expensive but that you know i now i have a cps3 board but if i didn't probably wouldn't be buying one steve how are you feeling about it you got the yeah sister mister in your the big well man. um i might this I, I we could talk about this too with joe because he apparently had been messing around with one of these too um the mister is just so great and like the the idea like the, the time i spent this last week messing around with the our retro pie or the rgb pie really just proved to me that yeah the there's a reason that the misters like it literally is two or three four times ten times better um in a lot of the ways that the things just run i mean it's like it's it's almost like night and day so just the fact that you could get such a quick great experience plus the way the misters all set up it's like almost on its own like thing my mr cade now i hardwired it with an ethernet cable and it's got like a you know, it, it's the perfect thing. The only thing that, um, of course, you don't get unless you have something. The the harder thing with the Mr. Cade is going outside of like the Neo Geo MVS range almost. You know, then you got to think about, okay, what kind of stick do I want to use to add something that has a different a button arrangement than the four buttons? You know, there's a lot of games that you start looking at wanting to play. And then you're like, what do I do about the screen flip, right? Because you can't, then you're limiting yourself in that. So what, it, like, what do you, what, what's your solution there? Do you have, obviously, multiple machines maybe with a vertical only setup? Like Bob, kind of? I don't have a vertical setup right now. Tate. I know. I don't, I don't have it. So there is a, uh, there is a machine that's, uh, that's down there right now that I don't really have a, uh, I don't really have a purpose for it. It just was cheap, and it was I was at the auction house, and I was just like a hundred dollars. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll take it. Um, and, and it's just um, 
it's it basically looks like a midway cabinet. I thought it was when I saw it uh, on online, but it's it's a I think it's a Semco. I think I actually had never. Um, I didn't really know what that was until I, I picked up this machine, but it's, it basically could be anything. Uh, it's just a generic setup. And, and so I thought about that actually, um, putting a, you know, Mr. Cade in there and then using it for a dedicated vertical setup. Cause there's, you're right. There's a lot of games that you just can't, where I can't, I can't play cause all my, all my screens are horizontal. And there's CRTs, right? Yeah. I mean, is every one of yours is a CRT? Except for the Vulix, which obviously okay, is a yeah. LCD. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. That's see, like that's when I go into I went into the um, like the local arcade, and it's like almost heartbreaking because I think almost two thirds of those machines have all been swapped over to LCDs. LCDs, but and then and then for some reason a lot of them have like weird control panel like le- huh. like the way that they've some of them have added like a different joystick right in the restoration process and it's not good or it's not like a good solution on some of the games yeah and um it's heartbreaking to me because i see that they have like a third of machines on crts and all their crts are looking pretty jank bad like yeah problems and i try to go talk to the bartender he's like oh you got to come back during the daytime you know <laughs> like who's this weirdo trying to talk to yeah. me <laughs> why is he, why is he trying CRT? to order knock off dr pepper and whiskey i don't know this drug <laughs> needs to go home go home <laughs> go to the uh, that place across the street tomorrow that's what he literally told me okay yeah that's tough i mean i i get the i from a business standpoint i i get I, you know i kind of get it like but it, it is also, I don't know, like for me, I'm with you. Like when I wander in somewhere, if I'm traveling and I, and I start looking at the machines, like I, I'm a little judgmental. Like, you know, I'm like, yeah, what, what is that? Like you guys couldn't be bothered to replace the marquee light in that. You guys couldn't, uh, <laughs> you know, like these buttons suck. What are they like 250? Like, come on, like do better like i get i get so judgmental about it when i when i wander through not to mention like crossing into the territory you did when um you know they rip out a crt and put an lcd which i mean i'm assuming is just maintenance or hopefully not ignorance but i'm I'm assuming it's just the fact that they don't want to deal with it anymore yeah they that's what i feel like there was a smaller place in town that had a mortal Kombat one machine and that guy actually hired me to go in and rebuild it the actual monitor CRT. So that was, I was happy that to keep that one in there. But speaking of mortal Kombat, I was, I was, uh, I saw some cool things you've been working on recently on Twitter uh, with your mortal Kombat machine. You do. Would you like to talk about that? Any, that seemed pretty interesting. Yeah, I'm happy to, and guys can feel free to jump in or ask questions or, you know, so I'm just not the only one sitting here talking, (laughs) but yeah, that's another, again, that's another warehouse find, uh, last summer, uh, I think I got the cabinet for three or three fifty. It was a beasterizer, which, uh, is bloody roar, uh, on PlayStation, but it had a beasterizer board in it. It was sold. Oh, there it is. Hold that up for everybody, please. (laughs) Dr. Wham. Dr. Wham. (laughs) <laughs> he had said it came out in 1927 Does George Michael get some royalties it's, off that? <laughs> it's, it's crazy delicious The original formula Wow 
Uh, sounds like something George Michael would say in a back alley or something. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Joe. No, you're not at all. It's very distracting. I I (laughs) hope that you bring that with you the next time we're at Retro World. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it was a Beasterizer cabinet, uh, which, you know, it was Bloody Roar, I I think I just said. And Mm. it was sold as non-working. I pulled the board out of it, and Beasterizer fires up. So that's cool. So right away, I'm like, all right, I'm ahead here. I I got a working board. I don't know what that sells for. I didn't. I never bothered to look it up. But it's like, okay, I got another game in the collection. And uh, the downside was the cabinet had a lot of mold on it. It was uh, it was growing growing mold, and it was frustrating because like I had already I, I bought it at auction, so I had to take it, and paid for it already. So I had to haul it out of there. And there was a war um, final assault there too. And he's like, I'll give you that for three hundred bucks if you want it. And it looked like it was in good shape until. I looked in the back of it, same thing. It was white. Like the inside looked like it had snowed. And I was just like, I just can't like I, I it's just it's just so much work. Uh and, and I'm you know, I don't even know if it works. So anyways, uh brought I brought Beasterizer home and then I had to I had to like tear it apart that night. Uh and so I and I've I've got a well, I had a very small baby at the time. My wife wasn't very pleased that one that I left on, on this road trip came home with another arcade machine. I'm like I can't even come inside or bring this since I'm going to have to be outside all night. <laughs> like I got I got to strip the whole thing down. Um so right, cuz it's full of fungus, right? Cuz it's like yeah, a Yeah, you can't bring it in the house. Last right? of us prop at this right. stage yeah. with so much fungus on it. <laughs> yeah. You can't bring that in. So uh, I stripped the whole thing out and um did, you know, sanitized it, sanded, um mold treatment, all that kind of stuff. Uh stripped it, you know, then started the whole process of of repainting it. Put laminate on the sides. They were a little funky, but that like kind of helps the not only hold it all mm. together and and keep it from peeling, but then gives you a nice smooth surface for putting new artwork on too, which I've become a fan of of doing that. So yeah, now it's uh, I would say it's the only thing it's missing right now are, are locks. I didn't I didn't have locks for the coin doors. I'm waiting on those. Oh. But uh, but yeah, everything I I built everything from the ground up on this. It's got a new power block uh, which. I really hadn't had to do before, but yeah, this the, just because everything was in such disarray and so gross, uh, it was really just the bare wooden cabinet at one point, and then I just some of that stuff I I just I I just tossed it unfortunately because it was in it was either rusted or covered in mold. Even the wires, the oh, the original yeah. control panel peeling the the plexi off of the top, and it was just. Oh, the stuff that was falling out of it. So, but yeah, it's all it's all done now. Uh, it looks pretty good. New artwork, new control panel, new buttons, sticks, and um, on the inside, I bought a a switcher from Riddled TV. So it plays Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat Two, Ultimate Mortal Kombat Three. I've got War Gods and WrestleMania because they all use the same uh, control layout. That that um that five five you know, i was gonna yeah, say yeah, yeah like okay. on a like on a die so they all mm-hmm. use that same that same layout so it seemed perfect to to put those other boards in there i don't have mortal kombat 4 um but at some point maybe that'll that'll happen but yeah it's a it's pretty cool it's uh it was something that uh it just, it just felt like it was where i because people would come over and be like don't you have mortal kombat it's like they're like yeah or, or don't you have pac-man like that's always the it's it's pac-man mortal kombat galaga 
That's the same stuff people are always asking whenever they go down there. So now I can say, yes, there's Mortal Kombat. Go shut up. And go, go, go play whatever one you want. <laughs> go get, go get so your yeah. ass kicked by the computer in yeah. Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Relive yeah. your days of losing your quarters to yeah, Mortal Kombat. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so it happened yeah. that this uh, wooden cab that you got happened to have that five button arrangement that was sort of just a nice coincidence. Or did you redo it? it? Oh, I redid it. So oh, it, you redid. It, but so you put but your it was in, a, yeah. it was originally a Mortal Kombat two cabinet. Um, the con- the original control panel was still on it, but it had been butchered and chopped mm-hmm. up and made for I don't even remember what the button layout looked like for B. I th- I I tossed it. It was so gross, you know, like as far as the mold and soda and stickiness underneath the. Yeah, it was it was definitely it was a cheap cabinet. Thankfully, the monitor worked in it, which was huge. Um, now it wasn't great. Uh, there's I had to replace a lot of parts on the on the chassis. And um, Steve, you actually inadvertently helped me because I was watching your um, your uh, rejuvenator video that you you had <laughs> yeah. that you had done, and I was like, man, I need I need that. <laughs> Because <laughs> at this point I've got like twenty some machines in the basement, right? So I've got all these CRTs I got to take care of, and the monitor had like banding down the one side, and it was really it really pissed me off because I put so much work into this machine, and then I'm looking at the monitor, which is a thing that you know it means maybe the most because it's a screen you're staring at when you're playing the game, and it had these bands down the side, and. A, a recap on the chassis, you know, didn't that didn't solve it. Um, there's also some waviness in the screen, which I ended up, thankfully, that, that got solved too. But I, I put the rejuvenator on it, and that got rid of the banding. And I was very impressed. Really? I was very impressed by that. I, I mean, I didn't know that that was a, a thing. I just did it because the, the green gun on it looked like it was a little funky too when I did the, you know, looked at the, the measurements. But, but the rejuvenator... Rejuving that tube eliminated the banding, and I, I didn't know. That's crazy. I've not yeah. really heard. I mean, I've not really heard that. But you know how those. I mean, the the, the filaments in there get so much built up on them. <clears throat> if it successfully cleans that, yeah. I mean, it could it, apparently that that had enough built up on it where it was doing a lot of bad. Um, did you did you get that same model? Or, or did you it, get a different it, one? Is it a four sixty seven? Is that yeah. what it is? Is that what yeah. I, I think that's what I that's the, that's what I have. How did you uh, did you build? I see. Here's what I didn't do. I didn't build a regular. You could build, which I'm going to need to do soon. You could build a, a a a universal cap. Oh, I. So you can plug on to the individual prongs on the back yeah. of the tube, um, and hook it up to any set, because. For a while there, I was trying to make individual uh, adapters, and that's that's difficult. Yeah, I um, arcade buffet, uh, right? That's who I think built. He he built a was it a CR boy a CR twenty three. Is that what it is? Yeah, there is. I some, think that's what on I used eBay to, or no, I just contacted him directly. Oh, okay. And, and and he built he built one for me, but he's like, "Do you want the universal thing?" And I was like. Probably, but right now, just send me that CRT twenty. I'm not. I'm not. Gonna I need afford- to get that contact because I, I that- don't want to build it. I, I'll need to get that contact. Well, see, that's why I, I didn't wanna- know. I didn't know there was somebody that was actually selling Universal adapters. Yeah, he said. Yeah, because I asked him for what was it, a twenty three and a thirty one, and he's like, "Do do do you want the universe?" He's like, "I I can do a Universal." 
And but then like you know you got obviously you got to look at the pinout and then you you know yeah. you have the different. And I'm like, I just got to go. Like I have too much. I I just I just send me the 23 right for now because I need to plug that thing on and just do it. Otherwise, I'll be screwing around looking up pinout. I I'll I just yeah I just need to go. And I have so many uh, K7000s in the basement and tubes that match that that. I, I I think I went through and did inventory and like I, I want to say like sixteen, fifteen or sixteen of them are would take that CR twenty three or CR thirty. So I'm like, just that's all I need for now. So on your new um, five way machine now, Ooh. you said you completely redid it and like, what about? Um, Cause I often wonder about this, about my machine, just like going in and ripping it out and rewiring it. Yep. And, uh, just because I think when you first like start getting into arcade stuff, you look in the back of an arcade machine and it's just like, what the hell's going on back there? Yep. But then after a while of dealing with this, you realize what's going on and you're like, well, if I rebuilt this machine, I would do the wiring this way. Yeah. Did you like do all this according to like a plan you had been kind of devising or was it more just like, I'm just going and like there's wires. Yeah. I mean, it was more, it was more <laughs> along the lines of like, I had to rip it all out. Cause it was, it was, I, I just had to go and it's like, I'm yeah. going to have to figure this out because kind of like what you're saying in the past, I've, I've always tried to reuse whatever I can from original parts, including like even the GI Joe, when I redid that, I was still able to reuse. I, I swapped out the, the power supply, like the, the actual switcher, like switching power supply, that it got a new one of those. But like the EMI filter and um, the isolation transformer and the, the 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 plug, all that stuff is still original. And you just take it out, you clean everything, you sand it, and then you kind of just set it back and you put the wires back, you know. And it's it's really not too difficult if you know you take a lot of pictures and you make sure that you you know you're, you're paying attention to what you're doing, but. Um, that wasn't going to be the case for this. And I knew that right away. And, um, that's kind of been a, a fun thing. I, I think about the, the journey and, and working with the arcade machines and, and collecting them is that it seems like every year or, or so I add one more thing to like the repertoire that I'm able to do. And it's kind of fun, like growing like that. I mean, like I just talked about, um, tube reju rejuvenator, like I didn't have one of those prior to 2023 and, I'm watching your video. I'm watching uh, delusional arcades and seeing you guys use them. I'm like, okay, like I I can do that, and I I, I got it. I got the the cap kit. I replaced some of the resistors in it before I I, I used it. Right, I had to reflow the solder, and then I'm like, okay, well, let's figure it out. Let's let's you know let's do it, and 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 it solved that banding problem for me. And so like that's added to the repertoire now. Like like I, I feel comfortable doing that. Monitors. I didn't in general. I didn't really want to work on them when I first started. You know, when I first bought the Neo Geo. I didn't I didn't want to work on on monitors. Now I feel a little bit more comfortable. You just read a little bit more. You get your hands dirty. Um, you know, you, maybe you break a few things, but uh, you know, you, you also solve a lot of problems too. And it, it's costly to send stuff out. You know, you find that out quick too. Um, boxing things up, just postage alone, and 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 time, and waiting for people to fix things, and and then you know you got another bill on your hands, and that you know three hundred dollar machine you bought suddenly starts becoming six, seven, eight hundred. You know, depending on if you can't do the work yourself, it, it does start to add up. Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. That goes the way with with a lot of CRT stuff now. It's just it's, um, 
it's all you can do to try to keep them going on your own because even I, I mean, I, 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 I quote people all the time and I know half of them are like, Oh my gosh, she's crazy. But <laughs> yeah, sure. at the same time, yeah, it's like, you know, Hey, if you, I mean, I'm meticulously, you know, when you do this stuff, you do want to do it right. And you're always learning new stuff. I think that's one of the cool things about an arcade is it's more of like, you've got so much going on there, right? Like you've got obviously monitor issues that you could have and you're going to be dealing with CRT. You got a different power supply. You got, I mean, the funny thing is you could, like you said, run through machines that have isolation transformers that look like something out that, that should never work. Right. It looks like a rusted anchor over in the corner. And you're like, what the heck is that? thing? Yeah. (laughs) But it still performs fine. And, uh, but you, you know, like you say, you're learning so much about that. There's so much wiring in it. It's almost like a vehicle or something, you know, you're not learning just one specific thing. And then, like you say, you could even go expand that and start talking about board work, which can be infinitely just complicated. Yeah. So, so to answer that original question there, there, I don't know that there was really a plan other than get this shit out of here clean the mold out and then I, then I'll figure it out because <laughs> I'm going to have to, there's no other choice. And, and I did. So then I, I kind of ripped through. I just, I, I, I built the, the power block for this. And then I just did like three more of them because I knew there's other projects down there. So I just knocked them all out at once like that. And, um, yeah. So at some point this summer, like open ice and the NBA jam that, uh, I'm working on, hopefully this side, I started it. But that's actually what happened is I, I was working on that and I had to stop because uh, Mortal Kombat came in and was full of mold and I had to like switch. So, do you give some thought to when you start stripping down a machine? There's mold and there's everything and all the things. And you say with Mortal Kombat, you've basically kept what the wood exterior, even yeah. though some of that got chucked, and the CRT. So at least the CRT, I guess. Is there some stage where you're ripping apart a monitor, uh, a cabinet, or you could happen and you think like? if I just replace everything, is this what's authentic or should have I, it's like the old idea. If I take a ship (laughs) and I rebuild every part of that ship, is it the same ship anymore? Have you ever like, I I can, and I I don't have an answer for this because I can totally imagine. I would much still prefer to take even the wood shell of an authentic cabinet and say like, well, all I took was the wood shell rather than just getting a new wood shell. What's the freaking difference there? Nothing really at that stage. (laughs) Right. But somehow original, still OG. At what stage does it not be a, a restoration, and is it a complete new thing? How do you feel about how much to rip it apart? Yeah, it's, it's such a. T- I mean, it's a good question. Like, I that that's that very philosophical question has run through my mind multiple times. Uh, it, yeah, at what point does it cease to be original? For me, like my, I, there's really like three things. I. This is a personal take. It's, you know, I think it's the monitor. Like, I want a CRT. I want the original wooden framework of the cabinet, and I want an original board in it. If I have yeah. those three things, mm-hmm. I feel I feel pretty good. I, obviously, everything else is gravy. Like, if you can save the original side art, if you can save, you know, that the original marquee isn't yellowed, uh, and it doesn't look like complete trash and is cracked and you know if you can say the more you can save the better um but those three things are are things that i want and i feel like for the most part 
those are salvageable. Um, you can get another monitor if you need to, uh, another tube. You could get a new chassis or get the one you have rebuilt. Um, the cabinet itself, it's funny because even that becomes a question, like how much how, how much additional wood have you added to that cabinet? <laughs> you know, like at this point, you just you should have just bought a new one, you dummy, you know? <laughs> like, But yeah, it's tough. I, um, there's a company in Chicago, Prince Arcades, and I don't know if you guys are ever heard of them or no. familiar with them. They they do a lot of stuff um, outside of Chicago. They they've got uh, an actual arcade. Then they do reproduction cabinets, and they look great. They look awesome. Uh, I you know at one point I there was a, a a Space Ace board set that was being sold locally, and I was like, oh man, I could get that, and then I could get a reproduction cat from Prince Arcade, but. But then, like, kind of the question that you just brought up, Lewis, it's like, well, is that is that really in the spirit of what I like? Mm. At that point, is it, I mean, it would probably, I could probably get the monitor and I could probably have the bo- original board set and stuff running. But then the cabinet itself is just kind of, it's not really a piece of history at that point. It's really more just, you know, I mm-hmm. and, and that's a very personal thing. Like, I, I everybody's opinion is going to vary on that. But I, I, I stopped myself because I felt like, one, it's another project I don't need. But, but two, it's, it, it isn't. It's just not in the spirit of, of how I do things. And, uh, yeah, I would need to find some, you know, beat-up, moldy Space Ace cabinet to save. Like, that would be more fun to me. I would imagine it is similar to a car guy who maybe just wants the shell. Yeah, maybe some of those guys just take it down to the shell. If it's an authentic shell, even if they've got to do a little body work to it and patch stuff up, if it was basically the shell, even if they get a classic car and then in the middle it's a new electric uh, drivetrain or something like that, fancy, uh, that that it's still some element of it was the original. But this company that you said that produces the reproduction, so uh, they, they do a full... Will they do a full like with uh, bar keys and and laminate and stickers and all I, that? Or I just think that? So. I think so. I think I've seen them sell like on Facebook and on the marketplace. I think I've seen them redo like everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also do sell just the shells. Um, yeah, I, I, at one point, like my Terminator Two was so bad uh, that at one point I was consi- like, oh, I, I should just I, I should just rebuild this at this point. Um, I don't know that I ever actually found the plans, nor am I good at woodworking. So at the in the end, I ended up saving it, and, and, and nobody would be the wiser at this point. But that was a, a ton of work to get just the body of the Terminator Two into a salvageable state structurally, and you know, and then put it all back together. But yeah, I, they they do full rebuilds as well as shells and parts. What's your um? It's just a, before we kind of go on, the, still talking about the Mortal Kombat machine. So I'm also interested in sticks and buttons. And is it just, I'm going to put a Sanwa in? Or are you giving thought to how the original button was? I did some concave or a different style of button or different style of joystick. Are you giving thought to this as well when you rebuild it? So for me at this point, almost every American cabinet, I, I think has uh an il in it an il stick I, that's just my go-to that's what I, I, I like yeah okay. in, industrious lorenzo it's a uh they it's pretty much what i think steve and i here at least in america probably played with back in the day um hap let me let me see if i can get this right so i think hap used to 
license from them, and they would produce the sticks and buttons for HAP back in the day. And more recently, I don't know, in the last five years or so, maybe more, um, HAP contracted that out to a company in Mexico. And so the HAP stuff today is not the same as what you played on back mm. in the day, even though they both say HAP on them. But IL is who HAP used to contract with. So so I just all the stuff I get is just IL, the sticks, um, the buttons. For all my American cabinets, that's what I that's what I use. Um, you know, even even the HAP sticks, it's probably 95, 98%. Like if you if the same, like if you if you if most people wouldn't wouldn't tell the difference between them. But but the I the they're it's negligible in price, so hmm. I just buy the ILs. Um, Japanese machines uh, like the the Astro City, the Blast City. I do have Seibitsu sticks, buttons. Uh, I know a lot of people like Sanwa. Uh, I've I've kind of learned that I I really like this the tighter feel on the some of the Seibitsu sticks, and and even the buttons are not quite as mushy, and I like that. So. Um, you know, I feel again, that with the Sanwa, that little bit of movement in the middle, and everyone who uses Sanwa says, "Yeah, that's normal." And yep. uh, yeah, trying to find that Sanwa that doesn't move very much, then it feels when it doesn't move, then it feels great. But if yeah. it's a little bit loosey goosey, which is also part of it. When I was uh, just in Tokyo earlier this year playing some uh, Dodonpachi, and cool. yeah, you you walk up to this this amazing Japanese arcade row after row. I mean, it's only half of what Joe has, but nevertheless, it's still a decent <laughs> arcade. And uh, sitting down to this authentic experience, and you feel the stick, and you're like, oh wait, da -da -da -da. but you're like, wait, well, this is it. How can I not say this is authentic? So God. yeah, yeah. What have you, Steve? What have you got in the big red? Is it still? Did you have to replace? It's just the buttons? Just, no, I didn't. I, I have replaced the buttons. Uh, some of them. Shoot, I've got a bag of buttons here. Let me check what they are. So he's bag of buttons. <laughs> so he's got some. A bag. Of, okay, a bag they're of the original buttons. ones, are they? That you replaced? No, these are. These are the only things I've I've replaced are the switches, the micro switches, whatever. I can't remember. Oh, okay. But that's it. I mean, no, I've, it's got all original, everything else. Uh, whatever, whatever normally comes on the machine. Uh, the one I bought, I've told this before, it was a guy who, who was a crazy collector and he, he had, um, he had two arcades that he had opened up and the one he, he bought these machines for the games in them, like the MVS carts to yep. fill in his collection. And he's like, I've got a dozen of these machines. I don't need it. Come and get it. But he had an empty warehouse. It wasn't empty. It was filled with just, I've still never seen some of the games that he had in there that were just collecting dust, like ever out somewhere like these crazy, the, the one I remember was they had this huge star Trek thing, like a sit down star Trek game. Yep. Ooh. And, and, um, there were a couple other machines. He's like, those are like basically priceless. I want to say time runner on Twitter is working on a star Trek. I said the very one you just mentioned, I think really? he just got that like a week or two ago. Wow. Yeah, it was. It was just. It just sits. You know, you sit there and you see stuff. You're like, "What? There was an arcade like that?" And it's so. Um, yeah, but that it's. It was all original, and and most of it was good, except for those switches. Eventually, you know, they only have so many clicks in them. <laughs> yeah, a couple I saved, thousand. I saved my original sticks off the Neo Geo as well, and I rebuilt them maybe two years ago. 
and then I put them on and I, and I was like, wow, I'm so used to playing with the ILs now. I don't like it. And I, and I took them off and you know what, it's my machine and I'll do that. I, yeah. don't, I don't care. Uh, but yeah, it's not, it's not original, uh, in that sense that, uh, uh, they're not the original sticks, but the, I do like the ILs. I also, uh, cheated and I put, um, uh, the convex buttons on the Neo Geo. I just like the way that feels really? better. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. So that's, that's the you are crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have to think concave, convex. I know. Right, I got confused by it too yeah. sometimes. Yeah. I was hoping I was saying it right. But yeah, most of the machines, uh, even like the big blue, like I, I kept the concave buttons on that. And just because that's, you know, it's what we always played on back in the day here. And it, it, it still feels okay, but I'll tell you, you go you go to uh, Convex, it's so much better. It's just so much better. <laughs> I, I don't know why uh, we we went this the concave route here yeah. in the states, but it uh, the the yeah, it's just so. It, I I don't think I'll ever go back on the Neo Geo, but people notice that too, which is funny. Um, like even like the neighbors or people, you know, friends will come over and they'll they'll notice that the buttons are not they you know they don't have the you know the concave like they like they remember that's interesting we do, had, uh, uh sorry go ahead no uh, i was gonna say so uh, is there um are you've obviously got a lot of games is there any like are you like really great at any single arcade game or like a fighting game play that, uh, these machines good? what a i am so this is funny because this comes <laughs> up this comes up a lot too so you, back when i was when i was in high school I, I played hockey. I love hockey, right? And I struggled. I struggled to be average at it, but I love to play it. It's the same thing with games with me. And I, I'll just admit that. I'm not, I'm not phenomenal at, at any, like, well, I mean, there's a few games, like, I'm, I'm pretty, like, I'll be, like, the neighbors and, like, my most of my friends, like, come over here, like, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll win those games go to like retro world and play like real <laughs> like um you know like that crew that was there like those guys are yeah. playing king of fighters like i'm like no i'm not i'm not, I'm not getting my ass beat in front of everybody like right now like, <laughs> like that's what i was gonna no. say i went to new york and saw them and it was oh, just right. like it was a, just like a bloodbath i was mm -hmm. like this is fun i'll just watch everybody yeah. like steve play something yeah so like i'm pr i would say like i'm probably pretty average at most at most games um not nothing special like like third strike like yeah i like to play it uh but i am nowhere near the caliber of things i see online or uh i, I i'm just not so i always I always give my sports analogy like i i yeah i love playing hockey and i <laughs> i i wasn't good at it <laughs> that's, that's tough because if analogy. you're like if you got these dudes who are playing fight like third strike they've been playing it like how long was it 20 years how many i mm know -hmm. oh, it's not 20 anyway like they've been playing it for a long time so it's the same thing uh, even on pc when you come to uh like quake live or, or how quake 3 arena or something like that those, those original online multiplayer you want to play but anyone who's still playing that is a crazy person who's been playing it for the last 15, 20 years. Oh, yeah. So it's a real hard entry point sometimes. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the way I, when I, when I went to New York, it was like, Oh, well I went to this. I just got back from this getting fifth place in the United States at that game. And then this other guy's like, I'm second in the world at this game. And it's <laughs> like, and then, and then I'm like, okay, cool. And <laughs> I, I like try to get good enough. 
at King of Fighters that I'll, you know, maybe can play a couple times. But yeah. the bad thing is, is if I like would win, like if I try oh, to play cool. on Big Red and I go through and even put the computer on easy and sit there and play after like eight matches, my forearms, are like, I'm like, I need to go to the gym because my forearms <laughs> are like doing this <laughs> and like just throbbing like how do they even do how do you could have the dexterity to play that's the that thing i've noticed lately over too and over yeah. again yeah just the i don't have the the dexterity in my fingers <laughs> i i just yeah i've noticed that's starting to slip a little bit so yeah fighting game is definitely out for me um i do feel like i'm i'm pretty decent at blitz showtime nba jam and the, a lot of the midway sports titles i feel like i'm i'm pretty good at those but outside of Take me outside of that, and it's like a 50-50 shot. Something like like NBA Jam. I played that back in the day. That was, you know, I remember that, the foreplay of that. I remember that hitting arcades, and it was just a phenomenon. It was, for many people, you've got one, and it, it's very close to a lot of, uh, from our generation, close to our hearts, because it was really, I mean, the Simpsons, I remember that when that came in, four players, wow, it was huge. The Simpsons was only in the first season or something, so this was a phenomenon. NBA Jam was another one of those. Um, but is there is is NBA Jam maybe different to play because it was uh, there's a co-op aspect and is there is there a competitive NBA Jam? It's not like Third Strike where there's these absolute autistic nutters, and I mean that with respect <laughs> to all of them in the fighting game community uh, because there's a different community around NBA Jam, uh, these more casual games. Yeah, I don't know that there's I I, I I don't know. I mean, I've seen tournaments for it, obviously. Like, I've been at conventions and stuff where, where I see them them do, um, you know, round robin and, and tournaments, but I don't I don't know that there's a I, I don't know. if you, Do you, Steve, if, if anybody No, that's that interesting. Hard- I've never. Um, I feel like it'd be looked down on. Honestly, I feel like by the the hardcore nerds would look down on on NBA Jam, like uh, that rubber band coating. Like, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's like... For sure, there's some MVG video coming out where he's removed the rubber banding or something. He hacked into it. Yeah, <laughs> okay. it is. It's that's an interesting point though, Lewis. You bring up that there's these hardcore followings for things. Some of these arcade games to the point where there's whole competitive scenes and then other games are still considered great for but there's reasons. no like competitive yeah. following but, for them but even like in the like the fighting game community there's like weird things that are like on the outs like a couple was that last year i think i did that video on killer instinct i got the killer instinct board oh i got God. it relatively cheap uh it didn't have a hard drive and i all i had to do i burned a a new chip for it that allows it to use any hard drive right that's that's out Mm. there you can you can get that and then i wrote a a compact flash card for it or or a a flash memory module i can't remember at this point but and it worked right and i was just like yeah this was cool because i got it because killer instincts like a a thousand dollars like if you go out and try to buy that even on a forum it's like a thousand dollars right now um but I remember I got like comments from people that were like, "Oh, nice job picking up a game that no one plays competitively anymore." And I'm like, "What? Like I just bought it because I like <laughs> I, I got it because I like it. And I wanted to play it, and I like playing it. But but yeah, the fighting game community. And I've I've went out and I was reading about like they, it's they they kind of turned their their backs to it. And again, there's uh, there's reasons for that. Like you know, as far as like you know technicalities on uh, you know different strengths of a fight and the imbalance like 
character. I, I don't know, but mm. but these people know, <laughs> and and yeah. they, they don't want to they don't want to play it competitively anymore. Um, it's interesting. Like even within the genre, there there's games that are on the outs hmm. that were once popular. Sure, as time evolves, and I I think also a little bit the scene. Well, maybe the scene goes up and down. I was just thinking. I was trying to think through fighting games here uh, because there was the lull after Third Strike, uh, and and then Street Fighter Four eventually brought fighting games back kind of again into sort of a, a modern renaissance of what we're experiencing now we're about to get street fighter six so maybe yeah maybe because it is a bit uh, i mean it's different it's a different fighting game let's say uh and maybe that's what brought street fighter four back that we needed a bit of time we needed to chill out on that we'd had too much i remember those days i was like alpha what the three yeah, yeah um, i don't know i well, talk to girls now what what is this uh, it's <laughs> it's an interesting thought too that why is there not how is there not value in the IP of Killer Instinct mm. where some company doesn't have a desire to say, well, we want to be in the fighting game marketplace in the next year. What's something we do? We come up with a new game or we can go and just like pull this old IP somehow and negotiate a deal to bring back a Killer Instinct. I don't know. It's just it. It's also it. It's it's all around. It's a little bit surprising that there's no, that in kind of video games, there's a lot of IP that, obviously, is like protected. Like we were talking about a week or two ago, Nintendo, you know, a lot of their uh, IP is highly coveted by them, but and protected. But when you get to like arcade stuff. It, it, and even some other independent created games, a lot of that can be like more wild, wild west. Maybe it's the fact that some of these IPs, nobody knows everybody involved in them. I don't know, you know, and attorneys don't want to let big companies touch that kind of stuff. But, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't even know who owns Killer Instinct's rights at this point. I don't know if that's, I mean, Midway folded. I don't know who, I, I don't know who bought them or who owned, and then Nintendo, I don't know if they have a piece in that too. There was a, a Killer Instinct game a few years ago, right? Maybe more than a few. Yeah, there was. It was because I thought you could get it on Steam. It Is was it something, Steam? or it was like an Xbox thing or something, or it was. Yeah. Maybe it was like partially free. I can't remember. Well, that's it was, never it good. Was, yeah, yeah it was something a few years ago. Joe, when you're getting uh, some, I've watched a few of your videos where you're getting the the decals and the imagery uh, yeah. redone. You were saying if you put a bit of laminate down, then it's easy to put that. So you're you're, you're re putting decals. You're putting this information yeah. back on there. And is, has there ever been issues for you to get that made? Because I, I had this story that I was saying to Steve. Uh, a while ago, I got all these. I found all these old uh, Dodonpachi files on the internet posters, and I just got my designer to blow them up and do the best they could. And I sent them off to my local print house. We get pr posters made all the time, and they were yeah printed them off for me. And, and Steve was commenting that maybe in the United States of Freedom, there are some print shops that would look at your order and say, "Well, that's copyrighted material, or clearly looks copyrighted. I ain't touching this." Has yeah. that ever become a factor for you when you're getting this made from companies? I've never had I've never had an issue with that because most of the places I get it from they're they're offering that as one of their products. So I'm not actually giving them the images. Mm -hmm. They've done the work already. So a lot of 
a lot of these guys, uh, like Sabo's Arcades, that's a really good place. It, he's he's entered into the arcade one-up space. So since that has happened, uh, he's been flooded, I, I assume, with orders, and there's a, a huge backlog anytime you, you order. But his stuff is top-notch. Uh, he really good material. But that's one of the things that like he does is uh, they'll scan original cabinets and then uh, you know vectorize it and all that kind of stuff to make make it sharp and high quality prints. And they'll they'll offer that stuff. So usually you have to wait i know some guys wait until somebody scans a cabinet if it's something that you want to do that the art's just not available for um you know or high resolution images of it aren't available for you have to wait for one of these guys to do that uh xl arcade is another one they do a lot of midway stuff he's actually put up uh some some more obscure things recently that he has cabinets for that and he says he's got a bunch of them that he's going to be working. He did Radical Bikers, which I saw for the first time in a long time uh, at Too Many Games last summer and was able to play it. But he has the artwork up for that now. So that's kind of where I get the art. You kind of go out and, and look and see who who's done work and who who's perfected this and, and is doing high-quality prints. It's not something that I'm pulling myself and sending off. There are places that will do that. Uh, Game on Graphics will, I think, will do that if you you send them files for like marquees and control panels. But as far as full side art stuff, mm-hmm. you really need somebody that's that's scanned that. And there, there's there's drama around that sometimes mm-hmm. because uh, they'll they'll steal from each other artwork, uh, and then and then they they'll bicker yeah. about it online. Who took what from who? Uh, I know. I think uh, XL Arcade. Uh, actually had uh, I don't know if it was a mistake or he had it was I think it was the NBA Jam Tournament Edition that he mocked up which looked like the original cabinet but it wasn't a scan and later on he recognized that uh, some of the differences and he got a cabinet and was able to do the scan and he has the the full scan up now but somebody else was selling uh, the the side art and it was his because he's the only one who did it he did the original and so that that became a big thing you know as drama unfolds on the internet and uh so that that happens from time to time uh the different vendors stealing uh graphics from each other or buying it from one another and then scanning it themselves and but um to answer your question no i've not run into that but i could see that being an issue especially if you took it somewhere like uh like a kinko's or they they seem to be uh, very fascist about things at times when you're trying to <laughs> well, get something made there. You want to find your more independent I think, printer. I think we were yeah. laughing because yeah. you could go and get, it was like a cake, it was cake, it was like a cake thing. Like the kids would want something on their birthday cake and they're like, oh, you can't do that. That's copyrighted. Like you can't have a we can't make you a Mickey Mouse cake. <laughs> we can make you a Marky Mouse, Marky the Rat cake. <laughs> if you want to come check out Marky the Rat, you can. Soon you can make Steamboat Willie because that yeah. Steamboat Willie's going in. So every kids are getting Steamboat Willie cakes for Christmas. I was, I was watching random second. I was watching some <laughs> stupid video on YouTube where this guy was complaining about how um, the public domain is a terrible thing, and and. Uh, now that Steamboat Willie's in the public domain, he was going through how Disney's still going to fight to keep the trademark, you know, to go after people for Steamboat Willie and how 
awful. And I was like, this guy's an ass. Who sits around shitting on the public domain? Uh, I was like, however, uh, there Sonny is a certain... Bono's love child. Secret <laughs> love child. There is, is a that point, though, with him. That man. That, okay, so public domain is good, but uh, I, th- I think a, a lot of people are watching this Steamboat Willie theme because it's like it's going into the public domain and it's setting, it's going to set a precedent because, uh, like, how you should be able to do it, but will Disney come up with some clever way? to work around that or still use some tactics you know will someone pop up straight away with i don't know merch or t-shirts or somehow monetizing the steamboat willy version of mickey and will disney use some method to put the heavy on them to do that it has implications for for copyright because i was wondering about yes we're selling an nba jam marquee for example right. but does nba come back does midway if they're a thing come back that legality of reproducing their logo have you experienced that or seen that anywhere joe i've not i i've thought about that a number of times like looking at so um the one of the examples of the the rarer not not super rare but like xlrk just put up metamorphic force and that's that's something that you don't see very often and and that's pretty cool but what are the chances that you know like konami is going to come back and it seems kind of slim, like the, the the threats there, but maybe they they don't really give a shit about like chasing down this guy that's printing off two of these a year for somebody, right? Sure. But what you just said has often popped into my head, like NBA, like that NBA logo is on there. Mm-hmm. There are team logos on some of the some of the graphics, and they seem like they might be a little bit more nasty to deal with and that's a popular game too like i mean people are still buying that i i would assume mm. i mean i don't know how many he sells i don't know what what that looks like but i have to think he sells more nba jams than he does metamorphic forces <laughs> and uh you know nfl like blitz like that's another big property with you know big pockets and attorneys like i i would be concerned about that kind of stuff myself but i i don't know that uh, XL Arcade or Sabos, I, I, I mean, I can't speak for them, but they, they're still selling it. So I, I, I guess, or maybe it's, it's such a niche thing that it's not on anyone's radar. It's, it's a, it's a weird thing because I still think it's kind of a gray area that, like you said, all it takes is a attorney to get the idea to go after, and we'll see something like we saw. I mean, it's not exactly the same. But you see something like you see in the Bowser thing we talked about with the uh, the hacker who they're like, well, we want to send a message that we don't want people just printing and selling hundreds and hundreds of copies of our logo and to put on machines. And so without our consent. And so but there still is a lot of that kind of Wild West what are you buying in the arcade scene a little bit anyway, because it's so flooded with these multi-cade things that half of them are probably loaded with, let's be honest, pirated software. And so there's still, I feel like there's still this whole element of will anybody ever care to come and, well, if we get that law in America, the Chinese, you'll just be able to order it from AliExpress. They're probably already oh, yeah. scanned it. <laughs> they probably don't care. Well, Nintendo's another one. I mean, you just mentioned that yourself, and, and you can buy Donkey Kong art everywhere. And I, I, I always wonder about that. I mean, Nintendo has been notoriously, you know, picky and 
just petty in some cases with with some of that stuff and uh, but I, yeah i'd be very interested to hear if any of those places have ever heard from i, I mean i have to assume you just take it down like you're not going to fight nintendo or the nfl or nba yeah mm. well the... speaking of the nba mm-hmm. before lewis go ahead no go steve you uh playoffs are going on now yeah are you um i saw Six. maybe you posting you Sixers. Sixers fan? Yeah. The only team not playing? <laughs> yeah. Hey, we've got a sweep. <laughs> I know. I mean, I don't need that. You don't need to play when you sweep. I maybe right? tonight, right before this, I was watching the crazy ending of the Boston game. Well, who won Did that? Did you say that? Atlanta won at the oh, end. Oh, good. Good. Trey, Trey Young hit a three-pointer with half a second to go. Good. Like, drag that from, series out. From, like, <laughs> he hit it from, like, five feet past the uh, half court. Yeah. Just so anyway, American basketball. No, it's good. Good. Get into it. The I, funny I, thing about oh, that game was, um, see, I, here's another good example of American pirate. I, I have these websites that just stream these games. I don't pay for sports. Like there's a website you just go to and it's streaming. It pulls a bunch of pop-ups. Now, now the but, attorneys are coming after right. the cathode ray podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they've been watching for an hour and a half. <laughs> So that's what I was I was watching it on and uh, right before just in a browser here, but that's that's how I watch my sports now is just through a a browser because I'm I'm so cheap I don't want to pay. I do that for the, the NFL stuff. It's easy to find the games that way. And just, what about the NFL? I'm 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 interested to see what happens this year uh, because they've switched. Stupid conversation. Here we go. Poor mm. Lewis. Well, we're coming to the end anyway, so well, it's they, fine. They, we can go they, they, different they have tracks. a thing where you could buy, if you're a rich guy like my father-in-law, he's obsessed with the NFL Sunday ticket thing, which was an exclusive deal with this yep. old satellite TV company in the United States. They had an exclusive deal for like, I don't know, it's been 20 years. It's direct TV, right? Like you yeah. can only get it through them. But now it's switched over where they're in, it's only on YouTube now. This oh. upcoming season, it's only on YouTube. You can How only much get buy cost? it through. H- well, it's actually I think a little cheaper. But Uh-oh. the crazy thing is, what is my like seventy five year old? Oh, how, how is my 75-year-old <laughs> father-in-law who's pissed off just changing the DirecTV remote between the five games? Gonna figure out the damn YouTube. <laughs> Load YouTube up on your Fire Stick and then find the game. Yeah, you yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, you, so you're gonna have to go over uh, this. It's gonna be an interesting. Oh yeah, he's he's in Tennessee. That's that's a long ride for me to go <laughs> to sort out his his, uh, his home networking. Mm. But that's to be interesting. Um, I knew that you're probably a Sixers fan. I thought, yeah. I thought yeah. I saw you Just, some, uh, some stuff. Any, anytime uh, you can Ben Simmons shit post, I'm, I'm taking advantage of that, you know? <laughs> so the funny thing about the game tonight was that the way they were broadcasting it, you could hear the fans in Boston, you know, oh, like wow. from the announcer's desk, and it would be a terrible call, and they kept having, like, it sounded like a 15-year-old girl, like, screaming, what the hell, Ralph? <laughs> Are you 
and it, it's just like it's like she's talking right behind the announcers. It was cracking me up. Wasn't there those a Boston's thing, fans are was scary. there a thing in the last the couple of weeks or something where one of the players, the daughter or something, was in the crowd? Just like the daughter of one of the players was in the crowd, and she would just yell like a friggin' maniac whenever the opposition <laughs> was taking a free throw, and it was quite noticed. Like they thought that she might have like balanced the game. She might have tipped the game over because the daughter of one of the players was just screaming something. You know, in that way that a, y- a young lady is just like, ah, yeah. a shrill voice that cuts through <laughs> everything. <laughs> Imagine an entire, well, that's like going to an sync concert or something back in the day. You hear that? The shrill of a Did you go to a lot of sync concerts, Steve? Oh, no. <laughs> I wish. Oh, man. I was stuck with, what's the knockoff one? Like 98, Back, 97 oh, degrees 90, or something. Degrees. <laughs> yeah. See, I didn't even get 90, 98. I only you got 97. You set me up for that. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> Joe, Joe knew what it was. <laughs> yeah. Dare me. All right, gentlemen. Well, we've had a nice chat today. So, Joe, thank you very much for, for taking your evening to, 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 to come and talk to us. So, uh, Mortal Kombat, that's the next steps for you. Is it still working on Mortal Kombat, just to, to round us out? Yeah, Mortal Kombat. I'm hoping to have a video out on that. Uh, I had a little bit of a, hi- a hiatus here with uh, some health issues, but I'm hoping to have a uh, Mortal Kombat video out uh, in the next uh, week or two. Nice, nice, nice. Oh, awesome. Good. All right. Looking well, to that. happy, healthy. Joe, thank you very much. Steve, thank you very much for, for joining us today. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Cathode Ray Podcast. Very interesting discussion about arcade boards. Uh, thank you very much for watching. We'll see you next time. Bye. And stop.